welcome or welcome back to the Variety Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad, and today we're going to keep the bleach train moving and talk about episode 10. So, without further ado, let's start the show. starts with Unahana and Kapachi continuing their battle. Kapachi states that he keeps blacking out during the battle. He don't know what, what's going on. So he just says, man, I keep blacking out. I don't know what's going on. And I, I come to and I'm in the same spot. Cut to the Rukon district. Several hundred years ago, we see Captain Unahana. She was sent there get rid of the gangs that were plaguing the area that is where she meets a young Kenpachi in his in his first battle with Unahana Kenpachi was so excited that he finally found a worthy that he found a worthy adversary that he enjoyed the, the feeling of battle so much that he put a limiters on his powers so so when he fights he could last longer and have more fun that is insane that is freaking insane it is only when Kenpachi is close to death that's when his real powers speak through back to the present the battle still rages on Unahana she continuously stabs him over and over and over and over just stabbing him stabbing him stabbing him you know and she heals him simultaneously so think of it a person is stabbing you repeatedly stabbing you over and over again hundreds of thousands of times and they're healing you at the same time so it's like yo that's that's insane to me like that she's able to do that and with him not being able to catch on to what's really going on and she does that so he can stop playing around and release his full power. You know, that's the only way that it can be done. Onahana, she then heals herself, but then she lets out her bond. Kai finally tells Kampachi, man, playtime is over, dude. Playtime is over. Minazuki, Minazuki, that's her bankai. I'm probably butchering the name. Please forgive me. Her, she unleashes her sword, and the whole place is just like they're in a, a, a 
place full of blood and you see it's just blood everywhere and Unahana says man playtime is over so she just keeps going at Kenpachi and she is she's fucking him up man her bankai is finally unleashed she's doing her thing and I gotta say she looks pretty fine while she's doing it man she looks badass but this is a new a new side because I've never seen Unahana get down like this I didn't know she had this in her you know when I found out that she was the first Kenpachi I'm like huh what is this so I'm just like yo so now and then she was back with the original 13 court guard squad so yeah man but I did not know she could get down like this man so they just going at it you know whole place still full of blood and they just going at it man And then Kenpachi, he, you know, he's getting, like I said, he's getting, he's getting sliced. He's getting knocked down, everything. And he's just like, man, you know, she's getting the upper hand. And he's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm melting. I'm melting. I'm so excited that this is a real battle. Like, oh my gosh, this is a real battle. I'm hyped. I'm excited. It's time for me to pass my limits. And he turns the table on her. He turns the table. And after he gets so excited, after getting stabbed so many times, after getting knocked down and, you know, Unahana being the aggressor for most of the fight, he gets the upper hand, you know, and he finally freaking stops playing around and he freaking just gets the final blow and he just puts his sword through her abdomen you know and as much as I didn't want to see it because my my biggest thing is Onahana was this was this un was this beast that nobody really knew about you know, nobody really knew about it, probably except for Kempachi and uh, Genrisai Yamamoto. Those probably the only two people that really knew that, yo, she get down like this or shit. Probably the whole Soul Society knew because obviously they, they're teammates, comrades. So what am I talking about? Uh, just disregard the last. But um, so for me as a fan, I'm looking at this like, yo, because I'm when I was watching the earlier seasons of Bleach, I was I was looking when I seen Unahana, I was like, okay, she's a captain, so we know she's strong, she because she's a captain, you know. So, but we didn't really see her get down. We didn't really see her fight nobody like that. Like when Eisen came through with the Hollows and he started doing his shit, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't. I don't even remember her being on the battlefield. So then. We could have saw her fight in, you know, like I said, the earlier seasons before Aizen did his thing with the Hollows and, you know, and Waco Mundo and all that. We could have saw her. We could have saw her fight many other times. And I'm just like, it's kind of like it's wasted potential a little bit because she could have helped the squads out long time ago before the, the war, before, um, 
the Quincy's pulled up on them. But um, I'm me as a fan is like, yo, that's kind of like wasted potential because she could have been putting in work, and she, you know, said she was just on the sidelines, you know. I guess as a healer, they didn't, you know, didn't want her to be in the battle because if she and if she dies, somebody needs needs to be healed. I can understand that she's a support character, but all along she wasn't a support character. She was a beast with it, and I'm just like they could have did more with her character. But as she was dying, she was just like, "Oh, this is my mission is finally being completed." My mission, you know, was to find the next Kempachi and nurture him, you know, and pass and pass my knowledge on to him, because because it can only be one Kempachi per era, and I'm just like, I get it, I do, I really get it, but it's just like, man, some of the best characters in anime get sacrificed just so the plot can move forward. You know, I've been watching anime for, you know, for a while now. So I've seen that pattern over and over in different animes. But I'm just like, man, I wish I could have just seen more of her be this sexy badass doing her thing. But, ah, man. So after Kempachi kills her. Kempachi hears a voice and I'm just going to go out on a limb here and says he finally heard the voice of his Zanpakuto you know because he was just fighting with brute force through all of his fights he never knew the name of his Zanpakuto you know never knew what his Bankai was he was just fighting with a rusty sword a chipped sword throughout the whole freaking most of the show so he after he defeats Unahana, he hears a voice and the voice was like, Um, you know, you're finally able to hear me. I finally was able I'm finally able to reach you. And, you know, so I'm just like, yo, so that he finally hears the, the voice of his Zompak toe, that means he really about to get stronger. He really about to turn up. You know, and through all the all the other fights, we was like, Oh yeah, this Kempachi, he you know he gonna do his thing, but now that he actually knows the name of his Zanpakuto or heard the voice, oh, it's about to get more, even more insane. So after that, cut to Ichigo and Renji. They're introduced to the Zanpakuto king. He got his own. He has his own harem of women, but they are really all just Zanpakuto's. He tells Ichigo and Renji that that they are unloving souls and a Zanpakuto that doesn't receive love is easily broken. He also says that they are surrounded by the anger of the Zanpakuto. Ichigo and Renji are in a cabin-like shack. He tells them that, that if they make it out alive, he will fix their Zanpakuto. He, he tells them about the ultimate Zanpakuto. Uh, Achi. Achi? I'm saying it wrong, I know. Asachi? 
that can turn into anything it's a nameless zompok toe so they're surrounded by these you know these um kind of like white zetsu kind of you know just nameless zompok toes and they have to fight them and you know defeat them get the upper hand or if they don't they will they won't get their swords fixed and he tells them that the soul reapers train day and night to imprint the essence of their soul upon their sword create their own personal zanpakuto ichigo and renji begins to battle and because he didn't complete the test he failed and somehow Renji passed the test and I'm just like okay I kind of get it you know Renji you know passes and Ichigo fails but Ichigo when he does pass it's going to have a bigger payoff than when Renji passes you know because Ichigo is the main character so I'm just like huh when did that come so that's the ending that uh Ichigo he's getting he's he got kicked out and that's where the episode ends but yeah man with the whole Kenpachi Unahana fight man and all of I've when I've seen all of Bleach I have to say this is probably one of the best fights in the whole series because man the implications behind it the um, like I said, the implications behind it and everything that's going on surrounding it, like the war, you know, and Unahana, she like, it's time for me to nurture the next Kempachi and, you know, push him to his limits so he can help the Soul Society defeat the Quincy's, you know. But man, it was badass seeing Unahana's Bankai for the first time and seeing her really in action for the first time in the series. And I'm just like, man. It was, but I gotta be honest, man. It was kind of, it was bittersweet. Like I said, you know, before, I'm like, man, I wish I could have got to see her in action more. But yeah, awesome episode, episode ten, episode ten, man. This this uh this thousand year blood war arc is freaking heating up. It's insane as a non-manga reader just an anime only when it comes to this arc i'm i'm loving it man because everything is a mystery and so i'm loving it man episode 10 that's gonna do it for my review of bleach thousand year blood war episode 10 be on the lookout for episode 11 and i want you guys to be good out there you know have a safe time and i am your host rashad this is this was the variety pack podcast i am signing off